0: Our scripture reading this morning is from the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, verses 16 to 21. And I'm reading from the New International Version. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again, "'extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. "'Forget the former things. "'Do not dwell on the past. "'See, I am doing a new thing. "'Now it springs up. "'Do you not perceive it? "'I am making a way in the wilderness "'and streams in the wasteland. "'The wild animals honor me, "'the jackals and the owls, "'because I provide water in the wilderness "'and streams in the wasteland "'to give drink to my people, "'my chosen.'" the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise." This is the word of God for the people of God.
1: Thank you very much, Peggy. Good morning, everybody. It feels like spring out there, Peggy mentioned that this morning, and it certainly does feel like spring in a lot of ways. Um, It's hard to believe we had snow up on the mountain two days ago. But uh, yesterday we had a wedding that I did at Stroudsmoor, and uh, it was a beautiful day for a wedding, and I think spring is here. Let us pray. God, we thank you for this day, this communion Sunday, this spring-like day. We ask you, God, to speak to us through your word of Scripture and help us to see your light. For we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Last week I mentioned a very similar theme in the story of 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, And today we're hearing from the book of Isaiah. And it's amazing to me how many times the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, and the New connect with the exact same kind of theme. And so today we have this idea of a new thing. I last week mentioned that I don't always like new things, but sometimes new things are necessary. And God is always creating new things. So as Peggy read that passage, that verse in in Isaiah, we're supposed to forget the past and leave it behind. And... Aim for something new. I once heard a story that when you drive your car or your truck, like I do, you can't drive by looking in the rearview mirror. You got to look there once in a while, see who's behind you, if anybody. But you can't drive by looking constantly in the rearview mirror. You know where you've been, but you need to look on where you're going, right? Right? How many of you have a camera in your car for backing up? Does it go beep when you get close to things? Some go beep, 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 beep and you get real close and then I don't have when you hit something. I don't know if it goes bang or what <laughs> happens, but these sounds can help us. They can be annoying. Um in my newer truck that I just got a couple weeks ago, it doesn't have that beep either, but it's amazing how backing up to a trailer is so much easier with that camera in there. Used to be in and out about four or five times to get lined up straight. Now I can look and say, oh, I'm off. You know, I can get on right real quick. going to be great for the boat, Dick and Ray. Good to have Ray back, back from Florida. So we can't look back all the time. We have to look forward. And the bottom line in that slide says, trust in the Lord. I think a lot of the trouble that I get into in trying to go into new directions or go forward all the time Is that I don't trust in God enough. That new things come hesitantly for me with some trepidation and I'm not trusting in God. We talk about God being our pilot and we're the co-pilot. I like to drive. And so putting God in control is a bit different and difficult for me. So I like to be in charge. I like to be the one behind the wheel making the decisions and when I'm not, I'm not trusting God enough. So we've got to put God in the front seat, behind the steering wheel of our life, and let God do what God's going to do, take us in new directions, and trust in Him. Anybody know VeggieTales? Veggie tales came out when our kids were little. We were down in Paoli at the time. And one of the Christian bookstores had a big deal. They had, I think, two of the characters dressed up, I think Baba Tomato and Junior Asparagus were there in person, and my kids were just wide eyed and excited about meeting these characters. And a little backstory to the Veggie Tales that we found out later on. Veggie Tales was created by two Christian men, young men, and the problem in animation was that adding arms and legs is very difficult in animation. It's a lot easier now than it was with all the computer age. But back in those days, it was very difficult to add, you know, legs and arms and have them move at the right time, at the right place. And so these two men had the idea to tell biblical stories through these characters, these for stories for kids. But they didn't really know how to put arms and legs on people and make them work right. So they made the decision to go away with doing no people, but doing vegetables. So you have junior asparagus, Baba tomato, there's a cucumber, there's some peas and other kinds of vegetables. I don't think they have a green bean, though, actually. Um, but they have vegetables, and they talk, and they can make their mouth move. And, and I always like junior asparagus, because he's the little guy. He is very uh, prominent when uh, we hear the story about Goliath and the Philistines, and Saul checks with everybody who should be fighting Goliath, and nobody wants to. He's just too big. So a little junior, a little tiny junior asparagus comes in to Saul, and he says, I'll fight Goliath. And Saul can't believe his ears. He thinks, well, this little guy's crazy. He goes, you're too little. How many times when we're kids, do we hear you're too little? You're too young. You don't know enough. You're not big enough. And then Saul looks at, here's some music playing a little bit, and Saul looks at, and goes, you aren't gonna sing, are you? And he kinda goes, and Junior Asparagus begins singing, you're big, I'm little. And then he talks about how, even though he's little, he can still do big things for God. Another episode, he's afraid of the dark, Junior Asparagus is. Anybody else afraid of the dark? Were you ever? I used to be. In fact, Cliff, I had a nightlight. And that I had to be on every night because I was afraid of the dark. There are things in the dark, you know, and things move in the dark. Well, in this episode of uh, Junior's parents being afraid of the dark, his parents ask him, what are you afraid of? And he goes, I'm afraid of the boogeyman. And they teach him another song that God is bigger than the boogeyman. And if you heard... Haggai's reads the first part of Isaiah, Here, this passage in Isaiah, chapter 50, 43. Part of it is talking about just how big our God is. God is way bigger than all of us put together. God is way bigger than any of our problems. In fact, I love this quote. Don't tell God you have a big problem, but do what? Tell, you, tell your problem you have a big God. I love that quote. Because how many times do we say, I can't, that's impossible, that'll never work. Ever tell your kids that? That'll never work. We have big problems, we have issues in our lives, we have things that happen to us that we can't understand. Some problems seem bigger than, than others and some seem bigger than life even. And we often forget that no matter how big our problem seems to be, our God is way bigger and way better than any problem we're going to ever have. And again, back to that first slide, we have to trust in God, especially when we have problems. There's no problem that we can't face that with God we can't overcome. Yeah, we have some big problems, but we have a big God. A God who helps us every step of the way, and we need to trust in that. I mentioned at the beginning that spring has sprung, it seems like. Flowers are coming up, John. Things are happening in the the ground. And even though we had a little bit of cold weather on Friday, we had a rehearsal Friday night for this this wedding, and it was very cold. I mean, it was cold up here on Stroudsmoor. But give it 24 hours, and it totally turned around. It was like about a 34-degree difference, at least. And what a day for a wedding. It was amazing. Just a beautiful, beautiful day. And all the signs of spring are around us. Coming up in a couple of weeks, we're going to be having a sunrise service again. I thought this morning coming into church, today would have been a good day for a sunrise service, wouldn't it? Sun's out. It's a beautiful day. It's not too cold. But we'll see what happens in a couple of weeks. You never know around the Poconos, it could be cold or it could be warm, right? And you know, it seems like the weather is changing because it used to be years ago, I played baseball and football in those seasons, and it always seemed like baseball was the beginning of summer, kind of warm in spring, and then the fall was getting cold for winter. Anymore today, it seems like the fall weather is better than the spring weather. You know, it's kind of cold and chilly some days late in spring for baseball and softball. But now, uh, coming into the fall, we'll be in shorts for the first couple of weeks of football season. So it's kind of funny how things seem to change in our times. But Isaiah is talking about God doing a new thing for the people. And he's trying to get them ready. Now, a prophet's job was never easy. Because, first of all, nobody wanted to listen to a prophet. They were know-it-alls. They seemed to think they knew it all. They were speaking for God. Who can do that? And oftentimes they weren't welcome in their own town because everybody knew them. They knew their family. They knew their ups and downs, their goods and bads. So a prophet's job was very difficult. And he's trying to get the people ready to hear that God is doing a new thing. Notice he doesn't say God is going to do a new thing. He's saying that God is doing a new thing. As a pastor, one of my dilemmas is, how do you preach on Easter Sunday every year? It's the same story, right? The same three women go to the tomb. It's empty every time. You know the story better than I, probably. You know the story of Easter. And yet we're called to preach about that and teach about that every Easter Sunday. But some stories of God never get old. And when God is doing new things, it's particularly impressive to us. Yes, God did a new thing way back in that first resurrection when Christ was not in the tomb, was resurrected, new life. But God continues to do new things, even today. Last week, I mentioned to Marty at 8.30 that uh, I'm not always fond of the new music. At 11, the choir sang a beautiful Beethoven piece, I think it was, or was it Mozart? Mozart. Mozart. And when I mentioned about not liking new music, David Lance III was right on money when he said, so you liked our anthem, Bob? Bob. Not everything new is good, and not everything old is bad. But there is some really good music, too, that I don't always hear hear about. But in my new truck, my newer truck, it has an HD radio. Anybody know the difference or hear the difference in HD radio? It's sort of like when you had TV, the old cathode tube, now the flat screen with digital TV. That difference... Not in vision, but in sound, it is it'll knock your socks off. I mean, it is really amazing. So I've listened to over the air radio stations and for better or worse, Marty, I like country music. And there's some new music that I hadn't heard before that is powerful. It's got a great message. Not everyone, but but a lot of them. And great, great rhythms and great beats. I'm a drummer, so I kind of like that. But some great messages in some of the newer music. As a Christian, we should never have to worry about getting stale. I'll say a word about getting stale. When I was a kid, my mom baked a lot of cookies. Trevor, I'm a cookie monster. Cookie! Right? And my mom would bake cookies. And she was taught by her mother, I guess, and her grandmother, that when you bake cookies, you put them in Tupperware, and you put a piece of bread in there. Now, why do you do that? To keep the cookies fresh. My brother would always eat the bread. (laughs) And it was hard as a rock after a while, because all the moisture went to the bread. As a Christian, we don't ever have to worry about being stale bread. Because God is doing a new thing all the time for us as God's people. It's easy to get into a rut. To think that God doesn't care some days. To think that, well, it's the same old story over and over again. No, it's not. God is doing a new thing. And Isaiah says, God is doing a new thing. Do you perceive it? Do you see it? Because if you don't, you aren't opening your eyes enough, you aren't paying attention enough, God is definitely always doing a new thing. And it's our job to perceive it and see it. Let us pray. Lord God, we thank you for being a God who is so big, so much bigger than we are, so much bigger than any of our problems. And you are a God who is creating all the time. We heard Isaiah say that you create new things, and we believe that that still happens today. Help us, God, to get on board and see it.